Welcome to the King Abrams show, everybody. We've done it again. We're here with my producer, Samson Krupen. How are you today? I am good. How are you? Samson? We're all right. We're both going through some shit, though. We gonna be all right. We gonna be, be all, all right. right. We gonna be all right. Yeah, we were talking about money issues. Money, money depression. Money depression. I believe you coined the phrase. Probably. Um, yeah, a couple, like, couple shows genius. ago. Because there's seasonal depression, which we live in Los Angeles. So that's not yeah. something that happens to us. You know, it's sunny all the time, so we can't blame our depression on the weather. No, no, no. <clears throat> there's depression, depression. Where people just have a chemical just, imbalance. Yeah, whether, you know, you can't do anything about that. But. And, and then there's the thing that is an instant depression for me and for you. We've for both agreed people. for a lot of people. When your money ain't right... Your money ain't when your bag ain't right your swag ain't, ain't right either right either no yeah it's we were talking about it you, you can like get depressed thinking about okay i gotta pay this bill how am i gonna pay this bill yeah or, uh, maybe work is really slow right now where is the next check gonna come from that mm -hmm. can stress you out a lot but then like we said the minute that money hits your account you're happy I'm up. I'm good. Yay. Life Yay. is good. Because <laughs> we were saying, Let's like, party. Because I'm a pretty happy person. And of course, the old cliche money does not buy happiness. But it kind of does. It does. It just, it, it buys freedom to do what you want. And that can kind of provide happiness. Now, you can still be happy without money and have a loving family and yeah. hey, we're still happy. We don't have everything, but we have each other. <laughs> I wonder what it was like back in like the olden days before, olden days. like before toilets, like, like when they invented the wheel, like way mm -hmm. back when money wasn't quite there. It was just, it was more like weather depression and like, oh, right. you know, are there enough animals out there to hunt and right. kill? Like, what do you think they got depressed about? Like, like I haven't been able to hunt a wild boar in a while. Right. Or... The boars are scarce. Mm -hmm. The quails. I get boars. The quail. I get boars depression. <laughs> right. Like when there's just no boars around, I get depressed. But yeah. when I get a boar, I'm like, Woo, Ooh, let's party. Let's fucking eat. <laughs> Make some boar stew. As you know, I have a, I own a business, mm -hmm. um, and it's a cleaning clean business. Clean and done, right? Right, clean and done. And we, um, we do a lot of different services. We do cleaning, which is kind of how I started out of necessity when I got divorced mm -hmm. and was broke and poor and was like, you know. Well, any artist we've talked about should have a a side a, hustle, a side hustle, right? Or a real, really your main hustle. And then I, um sort of develop this organizing service mm -hmm. because I found that, that some of my customers who or, would order cleaning really needed yeah. to be professionally organized. So There's I separated a lot of orders out here. Lots of hoarding happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all over, I'm sure, all over mm -hmm. the world. It's a psychological issue mm -hmm. why people do that. And the, the organizing is great because I, I charge a lot of money. It, mm -hmm. it is an amazing service. People mm -hmm. are glad to pay it. Have had zero complaints, literally mm -hmm. zero Point zero complaints on the organizing, you know, because we go in there and we fix somebody's mess, but we fix somebody's life. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Cause some people can't, I've seen people who can't even walk through their house. Yeah. They can't even walk through. And like, and some of those extreme hoarding cases, you can't just pick shit off 
the ground. No, the floor. it's a scab. You have to pull skin. and cut that shit off. Right, because the floor. Yeah, and also they're so attached to everything. Yeah, you can't just throw it away that easy. Yeah, it's crazy. But with the cleaning, mm -hmm. there's this weird dynamic where people feel like they they just underestimate how much time they need. They see a mess, they don't know how to clean it, and mm -hmm. they just go, oh, I think I just need three hours with a person to come in and fix this, when they need, like, two whole fucking days. Right, exactly. Well, that's like anybody. They're like, hey, it's just, you know, they don't want to pay. Nobody nobody wants to pay for what things really cost. They want right. McDonald's right. for a, Prices. a Morton's Steakhouse. For a sushi you know don, I mean? exactly. Right, and it's like you pay for what you get no matter what no matter what you're in. So this the weird thing happens where they call and they go, well, we, somebody came in and deep cleaned it, but it just needs a little bit more work and mm -hmm. it's not that bad. And you get there and it's right. fucked up. Right, right. It's fucked up. It's the people that call and go, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. That's the red flag. Right. Yeah. You always know. Yeah. And I've noticed too, you never notice how dirty your house is until you have guests over. Right. And people come over and you're like, oh my God, my place. You start to see it. <laughs> through somebody else's eyes. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost good to have people over because it makes you clean. And it also makes you see what your place looks like. Right. Cause when somebody comes over, there's something that happens that you're like, oh, you just start noticing all oh, this oh, shit oh, in the oh, corners. And you right. start like cleaning when people come over and be like, Hey, sorry, it's such a mess. It never looks like this. Right. It always does. So you hire a cleaner and you just assume that every fucking corner is going to be spotless. People will just assume that right. if I'm going to spend any amount of money, then I want it spotless. Right. But what you don't realize is the little bit of money that you were planning on spending is right. not enough. Well, the thing is, if you're having somebody clean your house every week, that's different. And then you expect spotless. Yeah, that's different. But if it's you if have you've not, waited a year, you've waited a year. And then all of a sudden, like if you have your car that's filthy, and you bring it in to get it detailed and you're kind of like, hey, this isn't as clean as it could be. Well, right. you've let a year of shit build up. So know? this funky ass customer calls me and tells me, oh, somebody came and cleaned it and didn't do a good enough job. Mm -hmm. Red flag. And Red it's flag. not that bad. It, they, we just need to have somebody come in and, and, and finish it up. And then I'm like, all right, well, how many, you know, you know, how big is the space? They explain. Mm -hmm. So I recommend a, a package. And the cleaners get there, and of course, their eyes are wide. Like this place. Is yeah, we're gonna need more time. I mean, there I were love cobwebs. When they try to tell you how much time it's gonna time. take. Like when exactly. I'm editing something, they're like it shouldn't take you more than right. And you're like, that's you a red flag. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about, and it's gonna take me a day to edit, not an hour. So then they call back, and here's their complaint: I spent this much money, and there's still cleaning to do. Mm-hmm. So I want some money back, mm. but do the math, right? <laughs> the math isn't mathing. No, no. If you, if my cleaners went in there the for eight hours nothing. and it's right. still dirty, it means your place was dirty. It so. means you should have paid me more money mm -hmm. for more time to get it done. Yeah, Unfortunately, with more. credit card servicing, merchant services, mm. when you order a serve, like if I had a, sold them a good some goods mm -hmm. then all i have to prove is that i gave them the goods and if so if they mm -hmm. dispute their credit card then i win but with services 
they can always complain and say that it was not a good service. God, and then, and then I end up losing back. almost automatically. That's crazy. So we have this thousand dollar customer who got a service this week and like <sighs> money depression. Yeah, it's money depression. Because at the end of the day, what you're the money you're usually worrying over is not that much money. It's just you know, it's a lot. For I have the to moment, still but... fix it though. Mm -hmm. It's a thousand dollar problem. You know what? You know, and, and you know what has happened? I literally have not been masturbating like I normally do for like three days, worrying See, about this shit. That's the real problem. It affects you. It affects your sex life. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I'm guessing when you got, I don't know if, I, I won't say that money has affected your sex my life. My wife and our sex life. No, because it's, it's not like, oh my God, honey, we're getting foreclosed on. We have to get you know, of course I'm not fucking, you know what I mean? Or it's, it's more, sometimes it just gives us more time. <laughs> right, when to, you're you depressed, know what I mean? Instead of I'm you working, fuck a little more now. Yeah, like, exactly. No. You got a little more spare time. Or either way, it affects it somehow. No. But it does, it affects, I think it affects just me personally when I'm not making money or if I'm not in a job at the moment, I I have to stop myself from beating myself up. Like, not literally, not, oh. not, <laughs> not wanking. beating it up. Yeah, I have to stop myself from masturbating. No, no, it's like you have to stop yourself from finding everything that's wrong with you. Yeah. Because yeah. that doesn't help you to get out of your current situation. And I always compare not working to not getting any girls or, you know, hmm. not, you know, when you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. And it's the same with work. When you are getting work, it's like all these job offers come at once mm -hmm. instead of if it could be spread out, that would be amazing. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah it's, so, it's hard to keep yourself positive yeah. in those moments. And believe, you're just constantly trying to figure out and solve the problem. And it can drive you crazy. It's a yeah. lot of mental stress because you always make it work in the end. You know, if you kind of pull out yeah, it always and look at out. your life, it always works out for the most part. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you're not one of those people who's just made awful life decisions and you're in a meth head on the corner, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Usually you can figure it out. You can figure it out. Right. But it gets to the point where like, I don't want to just figure it out anymore. Yeah. I want to get to I a point where have, I don't have to worry about a thousand dollar problem. Like all of us. Right. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. Like, somebody like I want to have $20,000 problems. Yeah, there you go. Like I could, I could loan somebody a thousand dollars and oh well, oh well, right? You know, or not even oh well, know that here, I can see you use, you can use this. Here's a grand, right? And that doesn't mean anything. Or all my bills are always paid. We can, we don't have to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't go out tonight. Save some money. Yeah, right. You know, we right. do that a lot lately. Where I mean, we still like go out. My wife and I. We had date night last night at Jackass. We went and saw Jackass the movie. Oh, which there's a lot of dick in that movie. <laughs> what do you like, mean? Like even visually? my wife? Yeah, even my wife Holy was shit. like, uh, she's like, you know, there's a lot of dick when I'm saying there's too much dick in there. <laughs> when so, your wife says there's too much. That's what Liz said. She has yeah. a high dick tolerance. What she, she's got a high dick tolerance. You know what I mean? It's just like they can be all around, and she's cool. But Jackass is just too much. But. We went on like a little date night, which was nice last night because it's so important to get yeah. out on your own and just yeah. do your own thing. 
Right. Um, no, it's important for you guys to, yeah. to bond and have fun together. That's one thing. Yeah, I, exactly. I didn't have fun uh, much with uh, my ex-husband. We were married for eight years. And yeah. That was the problem. We just didn't, we, you know, we saw, we looked at each other and saw work instead of fun. Yeah. And I think that's the hard part. I mean, I, I think the one thing I realized with my wife and I was, what has kind of kept us together is we're always, you know, we're always pretty, pretty much up for whatever. Yeah, and not she's a very sort of free spirited. Liz, fun. yeah, Liz yeah. is while she's very serious and can be uptight, like she's very free spirited. I mean, I can say anything in front of her without her getting offended, offended. really, or um, of course it's not like perfect, but you realize you have to kind of find somebody that you can't offend. So let's look okay, so let's think back on when you guys had your most devastating financial phase mm -hmm. how was your sex life then i don't know it probably wasn't that great because our kids were younger and that definitely even now we have this dog and we'll be trying uh trying to have sex and the, and the dog starts... <laughs> clawing that's the worst like it's like they know dude Ugh. it's so annoying it's it, and and if it wasn't the kids knocking on the door, which they use now, the kids are at the age where, you know, they don't bug you. Yeah. But now it's a dog. So I, a lot of the things I find being a married couple is it's distractions. There's that, so that affects many your distractions. Sex life more than anything. You're always. Yeah. That's what affects a sex life more than the money, more than anything. It's the time. It's, it's, and obviously you have to make the time, but it's like, man, you got basketball practices. You got to drop some, you're like, okay, we got, we got 20 minutes here. Can we, you think you can do this? <laughs> I know I can. <laughs> when my money's not right, I don't even want to have sex. I can see that. I mean, cause women are so, you know, it's, it's a mental, so if they can't get that out of their head. It's just jeopardy everywhere. Right. Right. Like, I don't have time to be doing this. I need to be working out these problems. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It is. Now, money can really, it stays on your mind. Yeah. And it's uh, like, mine on my money and my money on my mind. Yeah. Well, we're resourceful. We are resourceful. Yes, we are. And, you know, I've got that hustle gene in me. So you have to. I'll if you're going to live out. in LA and survive in LA, I don't know how I have. I don't, I don't know. know how, I don't know how the fuck I've been doing it, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. With these yeah. two kids being a single mom right. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, but it's happening. No, it's amazing. Holy I mean, shit, it's happening. Yeah. No, I mean, that's why I talk about a lot. I mean, you're making it, you know? I mean, to just being out here associated with the people that we associate, you know, we associate with the top in the business and to be able to be, I mean, how many times do you see people come out here? For a year and they're like, hey man, and then, yeah, blah, blah, blah. and you're like, dude, then, you got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. Before just to get comfortable and they move back. I don't know how many live. people have yeah, just moved back to where I, they came from. Yeah, I had this comic hit me up and he's like, Hey man, I'm just trying to hang on, trying to survive here. If you have anything, I'll drive you around. I'll be like, I'm like, dude, you think I can afford a fucking chauffeur? Right. <laughs> just like <laughs> spend some extra money because I'm going through hard times. Right. I'm, Bro. I'm like but it's like, I feel you gotta sorry fix your hustle. Kid. You got to fix it. But I'm like, dude, even not even been here in a couple months, like this city will rip you the fuck up. Like no. a lot of people come out here and they just think you get lucky and that's it. And no, yeah, and you gotta, you gotta come out here with a plan with some money. Hopefully yeah. saved up definitely with a car. 
I mean, are you kidding me? The money that I'm making, if I were back home making that same amount of money, I'd be right. living in fucking McGregor Downs in a right. fucking big ass mansion. Yeah, fucking McGregor Downs. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. And that sounds like a white people neighborhood. <laughs> it, McGregor it, Downs. Is. it is. Uh, we live in McGregor Downs. <laughs> it's in Next Raleigh. To the country Club, McGregor, McGregor Downs Country Club. What's that old coach for um, NC State who passed away from cancer years ago? He lived in McGregor Downs okay. in Raleigh, right? North Carolina. Um, Jesus, I should know his name. Jesus I, was not white. That was <laughs> he was not. Um, anyway, I just how I know that. Uh, that yeah, place. no, everybody would be living a lot better if they didn't live in LA. Yeah. So I mean, you expensive. make all this money and then you have to spend it all because right. everything's fucking expensive. I mean, the gas is like Jesus. double. The, I mean, literally, yeah, the it's gas double. in your car is double. Then, yeah. The gas that you power, you know, your ovens and all that shit is double. It's, all, it's, all, mean, it's all expensive. Everything. My water yeah. and power bills are like 700 bucks every two months. And it's like, ugh. yeah, that's about what I'm paying too. That's it's crazy. Insane. It is. So yeah, you have to make so much money out here just to live. It's like I have to masturbate in the dark, right? To try to, to save, save all my DWP bill. No shit, man, you got to save on batteries. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you can pay that DWP bill. Yeah. So yeah, it's we pathetic. just happen to be talking about money um, right before the podcast because. I got a. I have two dumbass customers on in the queue right now. Yeah, I have people like that all the time that want to nickel and dime you for Jesus your Jesus Christ! Um, like, really? You had a hot fucked up mess. You knew it. Yeah. Anyway, no, LA. I feel like is home to getting like these nickel and dime job offers. I feel like, hey, I'll give you a credit, or hey, man, this is going to be huge, and I'll hire you. As an editor, if this gets picked up, if like it gets many picked up, we'll pay you. I know. If this gets picked up, we'll pay you and feed you and give you a copy of the tape. <laughs> right. and you're like, thanks. <laughs> and just people constantly try to use you in LA. And it's true. LA is such a culture of using, and people are not even good about using you. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, uh... they're such. The city is full of such opportunists mm -hmm. and narcissists who are so un unaware of how they, like, even how they come off to take advantage of you. And yeah, I mean, so I think there's a lot of money in this city, and there's a lot of money to be made. And it is a hustler's paradise, mm -hmm. because you can hustle and do just about anything here for money, but there's a lot of shady-ass characters. Right, a lot of people trying to take advantage. And, and, and navigating, lying. yeah, navigating through all that muck is is, I mean, is where you have to have your hustle on right. point. Mm -hmm. You and, just do. And it's even hard. I, I've had this where just being able to read somebody, thinking you know somebody, right. and you actually, well, not knowing them until it's too late. Yeah. You know, I hate that. That's what I can't stand later like late in my life that i'm still running into people that manage to take advantage of me even when well I'm like, here's my, here's my oh. philosophy on that because um you know if there's anybody that knows that people will disappoint you it's certainly me and other people like me who ba who, <laughs> who had you know you know bad parenting mm -hmm. lack of parenting you know my mother and my father both disappointed me and yeah. so you have to have this sort of 
and that's level amazing. of tolerance and forgiveness. And my philosophy is that I, you know, you got to give somebody at least one chance to fuck up. Yeah. And you just don't know. I mean, what are we psychic? You know? And so you give them a chance and if they fuck up and then you just move on, make a new plan. I think you, it's hard. It's hard to move on. I mean, I find that I have had family issues in the past where um, they always tell you cut cut out the toxic things in your life or yeah. set boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Which I've realized as I get older, it is important to set boundaries. Yeah. I, I've realized about myself is I'm a goalpost that people just keep moving back mm. where other people are stuck in the cement and you can't move them. But because I'm somebody who can be moved around because I'm flexible, I've found that I end up being the one who's like, well, come on, Sam. Well, we know we can move Sam. So let's try and get Sam. Well, we to know you're flexible. Get you Sam your to legs apologize and then sex. we can end this. Yeah. <laughs> and, Behind your head, remember? And I think you have to draw boundaries, but I've really realized when you cut people out of your life or you don't talk to people, family and whatnot, that it really beats you up most mm. than anybody else. Like not talking to your family or not talking to somebody that you care about, even though I do it, I've done it. Mm. It's, it doesn't make you feel good. You carry that Hmm. with you every single day. So the hard part I try and figure out is how do you get around that? So somebody who's maybe betrayed you or somebody oh, no. well, I think disappointed it's... you, you know, at what point do you just just say cut... fuck them? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. when you're talking Very about soon family for me, like Very friends soon. is, or, you know, a friendship that went bad is easy for me to cut that person yeah. off. And, and that's, be that's probably because you had a loving mother. Yeah. And yeah, what I think what happens with people that really do have family that has supported them and has sort of, you know, even, you know, throughout your childhood mm -hmm. has, has shown that humans are actually dope sometimes. Right. Um, but there are others, Pete, uh, the others, there are others like myself who get to a ripe old age of 20, 25 mm -hmm. and realize that, um, you know, that's just not. That's just, not, you know, people fucked up and sometimes they're your family. Sometimes they're your right. sister or brother or your parent. And so I get a case of the fuckums real quick. <laughs> the fuck oh, yeah, yeah, fuck them. I got, you know, especially now with my kids, I got kids to take care of. They are the only people on this planet right. that I really yeah. want to give my complete all for. And it's hard because I've found no. that when you spend time on some, like something like that, it does take away from your life. And it's almost, do you cut somebody out so then you don't have to think about that so you're able to compartmentalize it away because sometimes when it gets brought to the forefront, I've had times where it can just shut me down where I'm like, you know, I will get so angry oh. at something where you are just like, you know, yeah. that cyclical thinking that you can't break out of it. Yeah. And that can become debilitating in a way and you realize mm -hmm. kind of back to what i was saying is when you it's n holding back and not you know talking to the person that you need to yeah it really creates <laughs> more pain than what you think but it's sometimes sometimes but if you cut it off completely well and forget about it there's levels then you can move on there's but, levels to the know. shit because sometimes right. me getting the case of the fuckums 
just means I'm going to take them off, off this shelf and put mm-hmm. them on a different shelf, a right. little further away. Right, right. They're going to Right. I'm going to just keep you here now. Right. Yeah. Until I'm ready to deal with you. I ain't going to loan you no money. I ain't going to give you no money. I might not answer your phone calls. Right. But, you know, we can communicate and be cordial if I run into you or, you know, you have to just sort of figure out how close mm-hmm. you want them in your space. Yeah. And you have to find a, a place that is going to be comfortable for mm-hmm. you, not yeah. for them. No, I realized I was talking to my wife, even when you have, say, a, a, somebody who's going through a divorce or something mm. that you're brought into somebody else's issues. You know, like yeah. I realized like, wow, thousand miles away, we're being brought into somebody else's yeah. issues. And sometimes you realize like really got to compartmentalize with family of like, Hey, this is great, but you know, I don't need to share this part of our life because it's not good for you. Right. It's not good for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I've realized I'm getting involved in your divorce through this person, through this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. when it's like, they should be handling their shit on their own or, People who have problems, you get brought into something because mm-hmm. somebody else has a problem with them. I have this thing where I, I say to somebody point blank, and and I've learned that you know to not sort of be shy about and just really just hold true to, to my my honesty, mm-hmm. which is I don't want to hear it. <laughs> right. Um. Hey, listen, I care about what you care about, but I don't want this to be my problem. Right. And I don't have the capacity. I don't I'm have the capacity. Right. And, and and that's all you need to say. And then and people just kind of look at you and they're taken and then they deal with it. Yeah. It's and like then somebody, they react how they react. It's like somebody who's just broken up with someone. And have you ever had somebody like that? And they like come out of your house and like, I can't believe Dwayne. Dwayne and I used to go here. Dwayne and it's like, oh my dude, god, you know, you fucking talk about this, mother. Like, you know, you <laughs> I have can't to do this. I don't know what to do. Own. Get a therapist, or yeah, you know, because... yeah, maybe you should talk to a counselor because I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, my mama didn't hug me much, and so I'm not the shoulder to cry. Right, I don't have tears on my shoulder. Right, right, That's right. just stink. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't the one. <laughs> and the one. then, and then they go, huh? Oh. And then they don't bother you with shit anymore. Mm-hmm. My phone is blowing up. I hope it's not making sounds. No, I think it's actually okay. okay. We're still good. Anyways. And um, so we were we were gonna talk about you were saying about open Yeah, open, open relationships. relationships, which I don't know many open relationship marriages. Uh, I know a few. You know a few. Yeah. I don't I guess maybe I I've heard of some, but Yeah, there's a podcast I listen to sometimes called Room Seventy Seven. Where That's this where people go to married talk. couple, <laughs> well, where they go? No, it's called Room Seventy Seven. There's two. I don't remember their names, but there's this married couple, and they talk about being in an, an open relationship. Are they good looking? Because I always find, yeah, they're pretty good looking. Okay, because you know in that like real sex on HBO, like it's never people you want to see. Have sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're like, right. I'm good. I remember one time I was with this guy, it's like biker chicks. We were trying, yeah, or just really fat people. <laughs> really fat people. <dudes> like... <laughs> That's all we saw. So there was this guy. When I got out of my marriage, um, by the way, when I was just giving a little background, we I barely had sex during my marriage. And I'm very highly sexual, you know. That yeah, is so, it was a problem. Anyway, so I get out of this marriage. I get divorced. 
And my girlfriend says to me, you know what? You just need to get you a young man. Just get you somebody about 25 and girl, just have you some fun. Yeah, have some fun. Set on some young dick. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> on paper, it seemed like a really good right. idea. <laughs> But uh, as it turned out, yeah, I approached this guy and we had about a maybe three month relationship. And I, you know, I was just completely heartbroken over what I was going through and figuring out my hustle now that I was, you know, this single mom. And so we were trying to have this open relationship. And mind you, I was 38 and he was 25. So that's a little easier when he's you know, younger. So I was, yeah, it was easier for me to sort of control the situation. Um, but we. <laughs> We it turned out he was a jealous guy. He 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 really wasn't willing. Aren't most guys jealous? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't know many guys that aren't jealous. A little bit, or at least if you, you know, if you're going to enter into an open relationship as a man, then you just need to deal with your jealousy and not talk about it. I guess so. We don't talk about jealousy. You can't do that. So I mean, how do you? How does it? That's the problem with an open relationship is i know we've talked about this some men if their wife is into women mm. the man gets very jealous of that and shuts it down or of course if the wife is into the guy that they they have some kind of you know threesome and the like we said the thought is 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 this going to happen behind my back yeah i think you just have to be honest about what you really want and not go into these com these initial conversations because with an open relationship, you need to have a lot of communication on the front end. Right, exactly. And so in those front end conversations, can't, stations, you can't be dishonest. That would just be detrimental. Right, You're gonna right. set yourself up for failure. Right, exactly. And so I think that's what happened. I was totally okay with whatever was gonna happen. This guy was more of a jealous type. I think he, when he stopped seeing me, he went on to some girl that looked just like me and ended yeah. up getting, you know, getting her pregnant. And they were like this whole, like, I don't. What is an open relationship exactly? Well, I mean, it just means you get to have sex with other people. That makes sense. Yeah, that's I mean, all I know, I know. I know. In, in whatever but... capacity and however you guys configure what it is you, you know, right, agree on. Because do people make rules like, okay, it's an open marriage, so <laughs> I can go out and have sex with somebody else or... No, it's we always have to be in the same, same room. room. It's right. It's only threesomes, mm -hmm. or it's no. If you're right. on vacation and and you fuck some dude, that's cool because we're having an open right. relationship. And see, that's where you really have to get honest with what your thresholds are and right. be communicative Define again it. on those front end conversations. So there was this guy, was three month three month relationship after mm -hmm. I got divorced, twenty five year old guy, and so we initially thought it would be fun. I don't remember whose idea it was, but um, I just didn't want to be tied down. It's just like, sure. you know, I get to do what I want to no do. No pun intended. <laughs> well, <laughs> and so we decided that we would visit these like swinger clubs and okay. be in these sort of swinger. Now, swinger club, like you go to a club. Well, there's different clubs and there's like houses and places okay. where you can go. Okay. And there's different types where... Um, you know, you just, be, I, I honestly might get a little freaked out by that. Well, you could just go and watch. You don't have to participate. Yeah, it just depends I, I, on I what you want to do. I like being the creepy guy in the corner watching. Well, I, everybody in there is creepy. True. You're all and in I there think together. that's why I'm not so comfortable in that because I don't yeah. like to ever feel creepy. Well, it was creepy. You know what I mean? Like that I'm yeah. a creepy or in a creepy. It's just yeah. like. 
it doesn't really turn me on. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, mm. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh, right. Is he jacking off the mirror? Like, right. Like, my wife, or like, well, we, my wife, or, you know, we ended up failing at this venture. Mm, we would fail. We you get failed. An F. I got a big, we both got big fat F's because I remember the first party we were supposed to go through. I think we were like looking on Craigslist or something. And there was a swingers party. Ooh, and there was this other couple. Shady. Anytime <laughs> somebody says Craigslist. we were searching on Craigslist. Don't do that. Even his fucking furniture, I'm like... You need to know somebody that knows where the parties are at. That's how you find a good swinger party for Craigslist. (laughs) Counter section. So we failed, right? There I am, fresh out of this marriage. I didn't know what was going on. I hadn't been on the scene in eight years. Sam. So... I love the dip. We go to meet at this hotel, and there's this other couple who is interested in swinging with us. Were they attractive? When we got there... They were attractive. They were both fucking huge. Hmm? They were so huge. They were both fat as fuck. Fat. Okay, not like giants. They no, were no, no. They were like fat. fat, fat. Just fat people. Yeah, I would be like, no. Sitting on a bed and me and him walked in. My wife, I was gorgeous. He was gorgeous. Yeah, you got to bring even swing material Come to on. the table. If I'm bringing a 10, you got to match my 10, bro. Don't bring a three to a fucking 10 fight. <laughs> right? Right. right. So we're in there right now. I'd be pissed because I'd be all hot and excited. We, we were. Okay, we decided we, we that we're, we're. going to do this. We're dressed up. We were excited. I had committed my mind, and then we show up. and We walk in, and, and it's just like this. First of all, it's this mediocre hotel, and then we right. get in there, and there's this like fat bitch in a bikini sitting on the bed, and her boyfriend oh. or her husband or whatever is sitting next to her. He's just about as big as she is. And they walked in when their faces, they were, their faces showed. They hit the ex- lottery. They were so happy like, oh when we walked in. So now we got to plan our escape. Literally. I was like, guys. all right, you go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm going to go outside and make a phone sorry. call. No. This is not. We an, snuck out like, like spies. You're at a restaurant. <laughs> you're at a really nice restaurant. And they brought you out like a burnt steak. You know, and you're like, we're out, dude. This is not. Yeah, we didn't send it back like openly. We didn't send the we fat folks snuck back out. To swing the swing kitchen. I went outside. I go, hey, let me make a phone call real quick. And then he went to go use the bathroom. <laughs> and then I just was like, down the hall. I was out. I was like, good luck, motherfucker. I don't know what's gonna happen to you, but I'm out this right. motherfucker. And oh then, oh my god, you're like looking for a window in the bathroom. And oh realize you're on the my 11th god, floor. it was horrible. I can't jump. So we stopped looking at Craigslist. Good. <laughs> Moral of the story, kids. And we tried Fat to. people only swing on Craigslist. <laughs> Don't do it. Sorry, if you want some of that. Not that. I like fat oh ass, not. No. Fat. Fat fuck. everything. Fat I mean, if you're ass. into that, but like. I like you, muscular ass with yeah. some fatness attached. And they were so into pictures. They wanted to see our pictures before. What a bunch of shit. And you guys didn't ask to see, you didn't say, hey, we saw send pictures, your picture but back. It was catfish shit. What, high school pictures? Yeah. They're like, who was like, wow. Here's my from 76. I was, I yeah. Mean, so they catfished your they ass catfished with us. Some pictures. So then we wow. started going to these other sites. Like there's a fetish, you know, Fet Life, and then there's Adult Friend Finder, and all these other sites mm. where you have to pay a membership if you really want to sure. get the good stuff. And again, we failed because people are just weird, creepy, and catfishing. Yeah, I mean, I think in your mind you have this 
idea that it's going to be this right. beautiful, sexy sure. couple, amazing. And Anonymous like, sex with right, someone but, we're not connected to at all. But then you have to ask yourself, what kind of people are doing this? That part. So right. you're immediately, it's yeah. like a, a sifter with, of people. And it's like just a few people come through on couples that are willing to swing. Right. Because like we talked about, there's so much that has to go into that for a couple to even be comfortable, which if you probably wanted to have more, like we talked about healthy marriages and stuff last longer, they, they probably would be maybe open marriages. So like we've said, if you take cheating out of a relationship, which it's, it's either money or cheating most times it yeah. ends marriages. Right. So if you can take one of those out, um, but again, and there's just not many people because of our society and the way we've talked about like sex is so guarded. It's hard to say, oh yeah, let's have an open relationship right. without people being with like, who? Because with who? initially and, it was like, all right, we'll just sort of, you know, hook up with a random couple. And it's just which would probably be easier instead of right, anonymous instead of knowing them. Right. We wanted to get with people that we didn't know. Yeah, you don't want to be like, oh great, my my good buddy yeah. banged my wife. Like, you know, you, you don't want to have this discussion with your wife, like, hey, let's just establish that we have an open relationship. And then she goes, Okay, I've got somebody in mind, big dick Derek. Right. I'll yeah. call him right wait, now. Wait, Derek, why how do you have big dick Derek's number? In too? your phone already. And it's yeah, it's in right. your favorites. <laughs> right yeah exactly i mean so our damn, initial big dick derek man. right he always comes up doesn't he? he's in my nightmares <laughs> he's like you can't finish this step to the side <laughs> i'm gonna big dick derek your bitch <laughs> B -B -B. <laughs> so so we failed at trying to find this anonymous even paying um you know, we ended up paying. We we did go to this one swingers party, which wasn't bad. Yeah, like what if, did you ever like seek out a escort or a prostitute or something, or like hire somebody and be like, "Hey, here's three hundred fifty well, bucks, yeah. male or female. Eventually, we want we want you to." One of our iterations was just to, let's just hire a hooker, right? I would imagine that would be the cleanest. The thing no about that, the thing about that is, I don't want. You know, we wanted somebody who was going to be into you want it. Somebody, I was going to say, right. you want somebody who's into it. So right. then that's kind of So it's kind of like, hard. what are but, we doing um, here? But I guess when you're paying somebody, like Charlie Sheen famously said, everybody's like, what? Charlie Sheen, you could have any women you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Because he pays them to yeah. leave. But that's not what we were into. Right. We wanted somebody who well, was really again, into Well, and again, since you're there together, there's not this, oh, God, I... I need this person to not let my significant other know about it. So I'm paying you to mm. keep this a secret. Mm. But I guess if you're both together, that does eliminate that part of kind of trying to keep it a secret. Yeah, totally discreet. Right. You know, no, the hookers are not going to like be all on Instagram, putting your picture out. And right. That, and, and I think that's why a lot of people in relationships would choose that route. Yeah. Because when you're <laughs> dealing with a real person, I mean... Me personally, that would be terrifying. Well, hookers are real people. I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, they aren't. <laughs> they're they're robots. Get canceled. No, no, like no, not, you know, like I know what you mean. Though. Are real people also, but they don't. You're paying them. Yeah, to do. To, it's like a robot. It's That's a right. Yeah, it's a service. You're right. paying them to understand. There's no connection here. 
Um, you're not going to show up on my driveway and be like, I love Sam. Yeah. And I want to, you know, like, oh my God. I was like, I just, it was a job from you in New Orleans. Why are you trying to marry me now? Yeah. It was a fail, a total fail, only because we couldn't fit. We were just amateurs. We didn't know what we were doing. Sure. I, don't, I don't know how to go find swinger parties. Like, no playbook. You need to right. get a, write yeah. a playbook for that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, good luck with that. But uh, I know a few couples that are successfully pulling that off, at least for now. Pulling that off. We're having yeah. funds today. <laughs> now, are they in the same room while they do, or? Um, I'm not sure. I know one, um, one of the couples basically, um, each of them can do whatever they want to do. The only rule they have is that it is safe sex. Oh, right. So that you have to use condoms. Yeah, that's smart. So you're not bringing it back to your partner. Right. And, um, and then I think the other couple has a more sort of eclectic repertoire of activities right um i know that they go to swingers parties um do they have kids yes both, if, both both of the couple interesting i just yeah. wonder if those people are happier on average you know I mean, like who knows getting to live your i think a lot of people are sexually you know they're holding back or they're they're with their husband or wife that doesn't do anything for them anymore and that yeah. that is the cage of marriage that they're sure. stuck in and their commitment and that so you just say hey well you know what sex is just not something that excites me anymore because it's not part not of with my you life. that's not what, with you yeah no not with you and like men no. that cheat on a regular basis i mean imagine living that life where you've got to lie and uh, exactly. hide your well, actuality uh, exactly i think that on a regular basis right and imagine how that makes you feel just day-to-day or women holding, that cheat and do that holding that Same guilt thing. or women men and yeah it's, yeah it's it's a lot of baggage we carry around for just sex really and i think that i think the whole confusion about you know whether you're going to be in an open relationship or a completely monogamous mm. relationship is that human sexuality kind of doesn't have labels like that right, right. do you know everyone is is an individual mm -hmm. we're all into different things and you know what's unfortunate what was unfortunate with my marriage was that you know even though um you know we did have some sex it was like even what we were doing we couldn't really be honest about the kinky stuff that we might have been into right we couldn't really come together and figure and think, that out that happens to a lot a of couples, lot of people where you'll see somebody maybe they're they meet somebody on a one night set, like oh my god i would never do any of this with my partners right but like, you'll do why? it with that right you know, that lady or hooker or whatever the cheating does happen so or strange if you don't if you're afraid to explore sexually with your partner who you're married to who who else who else you? are you supposed to yeah but i think a lot of people get married and like that's, oh she's a great girl i can't fuck her in the that's, ass that's what's happening girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know but wonder it's like, why that is though and i feel I think like because certain women and certain men are just whether it's religion plays a part in it their upbringing there's not this honesty about it's not sexuality honesty, right it's and embarrassing so male, it's an embarrassment the male reserves this freaky primal crazy shit that he's gonna do with some random on a bachelor party or when yeah. he's away he's gonna fuck some side girl mm. is gonna be the freaky one 
But then his wife is the one who's like, hey, raising my kids and the well, and if really, she's being honest, if she's being honest, and no, the she's reason not. why she's not going to be honest is because she doesn't want to be judged, not only by her husband, but as from, from the culture. Right. I mean, exactly. we, we've been trained to right. keep and that side quiet. Parts, but it's like right. when they're both away, then that's when they live their yeah. real primal needs or get wasted, drunk, blackout, and then do what they really want. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I think if couples were more honest sexually with each yeah. other and sex wasn't so taboo yeah and trying different things is not so taboo yeah and just um, being able to accept sort of what you like it's not sure. who you are right what you like is yeah. not who you are well or for some example somebody's like oh hey i like this it's like ew right that's disgusting who are you oh 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 god i'm yeah. sorry and then all of a sudden some other girls like i love when somebody you're like right oh, wow, right okay yeah. really you you don't think that's disgusting because i've been told i'm disgusting for wanting to suck somebody's toes no i love when somebody sucks my toe right, you know like right. it's all relative it, it's all relative and, and yeah. i think that's a problem when you close somebody out sexually or right you, right you know there's a lot of ways to play on this jungle gym it's a jungle gym it's a jungle gym yep yeah. And so, you know, for me, I remember, mm, I'm trying to think if I remember, I wouldn't say the moment, but certainly the phase of my life where I said, you know what? Fuck it. I am into voyeurism. I yeah. like to watch. Sure. That doesn't make, that doesn't put any kind of, you know, that yeah, doesn't make, make me a, a certain, bad person. Right. A certain yeah. kind of person. It's just, that's what I'm into. And so trying to tell a guy that it's strange because. Yeah. It freaks guys. Some guys It freaks out. them out. And then the, even the ones that think it's cool at first, and then you try to end up like moving through with those. Plans, yeah, they're yeah. Then they're like, wait, now I know you for right. real. I think a lot of guys are more talk. Like if a woman says she's gonna do something, she's gonna probably do it. Mm -hmm. But a guy be like, oh yeah, whatever freaky shit you're into, I'll do whatever. Right, but and then when like, you really want to do it, then yeah, he's like, like, wait a minute, oh, bitch. Wow, no, what are you talking? Yeah, Who they, are you? They actually turned from a voyeur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you. I told you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you just have to accept sort of your truth mm -hmm. and your sexuality. You know, yeah. you're not a bad person because you're into some shit that most of society doesn't claim to be into. Right. I know husbands who would lie to their wives about smoking weed. That's nuts. you know, and I had to do that. Just, I had to hide my it's weed just, smoking. If you're in a relationship and you're lying about things that are just kind of part of your you and your daily activities of what you do you can't you can't hide it from that your significant other and i think sometimes I mean, open relationships means that you know we don't hide shit like that we don't have to right. suffer that stress right i don't think in a way open relationships you know we all think of it as meaning sexual yeah but i think in a way i'm in an open relationship because my wife and I can be who we are. Right. You know, I don't make her hide away who she is. I don't shame her of, of who she is. She mm. doesn't shame me. She lets me be who I am and the same. And I think that's what a lot of couples get into is like, oh, hey. And they'll even play this game on social media. Have you seen people who do these like condescending little posts to their wife or husband or they'll tag an article like, husbands who don't do enough around the house and then they'll tag their husband like hmm you know and 
these like passive aggressive right. little ways that as couples you just end up resenting each yeah, other. Yeah, it just it turns it. It's all the secrecy. It a just turns into resentment. It is right, and we just like as adults, we're just like so lost and trying to just be as healthy as we can or be as successful as we can. Can you imagine if your sexual fantasies all of a sudden got like broadcast, like some 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 fucking super futuristic technology where, and you're walking around and there's this screen. Okay, and then, you. and all your fantasies are just like showing on the screen. Okay, you couldn't control it, right? Oh, that'd be weird. Imagine, well, maybe not in public, but like even just in front of your significant other, your wife, or your sure. or your husband, your spouse. Do you know how many people would crack their screens and break oh, them yeah, <laughs> because they wouldn't well, want anybody, like, their spouse, to know? Yeah, I mean, are like, you serious? I, I think that's also you brought up something that's important to know. What is your spouse's fantasy? And do you do they, even know? Do you even know? And do they know yours? Right. And that's another component. It's okay. Yeah. You know, like, whatever it is. It's. I think it's healthy to have a fantasy and role play. Like, oh yeah, I want. I want. Right. I want to have a uh, this girl. You know, whatever. I want to have this dude. Oh yeah, right. look what he's doing to me. This and that. You know, like you can role play without ever sometimes actually going through a thing. Of course, the fantasy. I think I've found is actually more engaging than actually going doing it. it. Yeah, there's because a I think going through with it is the reality of right. Like, okay, are we going to get lucky and this is just going to be this amazing experience, or is this going to be something more like risky, risky and like right. ooh, that guy wouldn't he got pretty aggressive. That was weird. That right. wasn't what I right. had pictured in my fantasy. Yeah, when I think of fantasy, that is my nobody could take that from me. Right. And listen, I get to think about what in the entire fuck I want to think about right. and get off. Listen, when I'm watching porn or whatever, is, nobody knows. Nobody, you, you don't have, there's no accountability right, right, right there. And I think that's part of sex sometimes too. I'm sure you you imagine different partners or you go, you can be in sex and imagine, oh, this is this person, this is this person. Then I'm back to the person I'm currently with. And, yeah, you know, I think that's the part where people don't let themselves explore it so, yeah. and, and are okay and it's not you know your thoughts in your head like about dp for example dp dp for those that don't Deep know that's penetration double penetration double oh, a yeah. lot of women have this fantasy right but a lot of them would never but would we really it. go through it right i don't i don't think so. no i mean it would have to be such a fucking unicorn rainbow for that how the fuck happen. do you even set that up i mean i don't even know and i don't even know if i'm a dude who wants to really yeah your balls will be like so, yeah, rubbing your, up against your, somebody your, else's yeah, your balls, balls are, like your balls are dapping it. <laughs> right. Right. I'm not, I mean, again, that's the part of where, oh yeah, wow, yeah, maybe that'd be something enjoyable. Yeah, but as about. soon as I'm done with my But the logistics of it, I'm like, this dude. That, yeah, yeah the like, logistics. Is, I am not getting him or a turn off. Us. This, uh, yeah. See, I don't have to figure out logistics in my fantasy life. Right. I would much rather have two girls than two dudes. Sure. Of course. But that's not no right, pun intended. No pun intended. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but, <laughs> um, but this was good. I think I figured out. I actually do have an open relationship. Of you know, we're open and honest. For the most do you part. think if you cheated on Liz and told her about it that she would leave you? I don't know. I think it would depend on what it was. I honestly, from learning from my father, uh, had an affair. And uh, he told my mother about oh, it. Oh, shit. 
and uh and it broke up our whole family that oh my gosh and everything i see and i kind of see from it i'm always like why did you do it why, why did he just... have the affair no <laughs> well why yes. did they break the marriage up because of it first obviously why did you have an affair like fucking idiot like why well we know why men have we affairs know, and not even that but it was like a relationship I you know what i mean like dude come on like why like get a hooker that would have been so much easier for all of us to process right. and probably my mom would have been like whatever it was just sex yeah yeah um right but my my long-winded point is that if he had never told us he could have taken it to the oh, grave yeah and well. so i'm not saying no the affair wasn't <laughs> right but i'm like why didn't you just keep it to yourself you know, and my mom would have never had to known about it. And then would have never gone through the pain. In, in a way, and you and and a lot of there's this there's always this want and need for us. Well, yeah, what if you told hold told them you had an affair or you cheated and would they divorce you? Instead of I almost feel like, you know what? Uh if you made a mistake and you did something, um just like kind of keep it to yourself. Because then at least right. for me personally, I have to now process it. Now you gotta deal I have with to it. now make a decision and feel a certain way that, oh my God, she fucking did this. Or, oh my God, and, and I know the guy. Oh my God, is this right. fucking something that's going to keep happening? Is this how long is this going to go? You know, like, I would just much rather not know about it. I because think... again, it's, it's primal yeah. sex. Unless you're falling in love with somebody else and you're considering leaving me and, and our whole family. Right then why disrupt it i've learned yeah you know what i mean like the whole idea of telling somebody i used to think that was paramount to honesty we would do that early in our relationship like if we cheat we need to tell each other and we would be like okay it would hurt and be like i kissed somebody last night or you know right so, right right you know we would tell and each you other you got through it so there is a good there is a valuable component it, to that honestly i guess maybe early in our <laughs> relationship there was a value to it because we were mm. long distance I but see. it was so painful to be long distance and then have somebody like, hey, I, I got drunk and I kissed some dude. And you're like, what? It's worse for men, known, I think. Like, know? women can hear about an affair and just be like, that's okay. Let's stay together. Let's make this work. Maybe. Like, I think we leave less. Oh, sure. Of course. I mean, because traditionally men are. But a man. Cheat. And a woman will stick around a long time yep. with a lot of cheating. Yep. It has to be in her fucking face, just like right in her face. Cause I think a lot of them know it. It's like these men out here, there's men out here that dumb. just cheat. Yeah, they, they're they not dumb. They're they with. know. A lot of these women, right? Look, you're not dumb. You can feel and sense in a relationship with somebody is not there with you. Are you kidding me? Women like will tally up the amount of semen you're putting out. Oh, right. Yeah. Are you kidding me? There's signs and oh, guys' wow. energy. Yeah, like we study, Owen wow. Smith has this one joke where it's like, sure. we study your man's behavior. Yeah. Energy. Normally he, he walks in the door and turns oh. to the left, but today he turned to the right. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Something's going on. Something's up. Yeah. No, so, I mean, it is. Women I, mean, know. I think you we can know. tell when somebody is lying to you or what, but it just. It, but it feels... men have a harder time dealing with. Right. Yeah. I would imagine. Infidelity from but, their yeah, wives. I just think. It's, uh, yeah, I think women, they ex it's it's a little more expected. We expect but a it. A woman, right. a man would be very shocked to hear about his wife having an affair. Right. Um, that, that would be like, yep. whoa. Yep. And I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a very, it's a very hard, tough topic. I mean, it just, it just depends on the individual. It does. It depends. But I mean, my goal is to stay married, you know, for us to stay married forever because it's, I've seen how it, 
breaks up a family and kids. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard. And you just, you think if, in a weird way, if you can stay together as a couple, it's just, and not be miserable. And course, not be miserable. The key, you don't want to be in a marriage and be miserable. That's you right. You might as well get divorced. You might as I mean, well get divorced. Life is too short not yeah. to Yeah, and you're not modeling, if you have children, you're not right. modeling a, a good situation not for them. Not at all. If you're miserable. Right. Don't stay, I mean, I think it's just silly to stay together for the kids. And we yeah. did that for several years. Yeah. And then it was just like, fuck it. Life is too short. We're much to happier not together. Yeah. I believe you should really do exactly what you want you know what i mean like to whatever yeah. pleasures you have in life find somebody who matches that do it and then you know just it you have to do it in a safe way that's not destructive where are we i feel like we are about at the end yeah we are at we the end again this was a lovely little chat <laughs> it always is it always it? is how about your book sam yeah, yeah, my book. Oh, the funny thing is, I have it here open right here. We were going to talk about all these, all the yeah, well, these issues that we didn't get to. But hey, um, yeah, my book. Uh, I wrote a book called The Complete Player, and what this book is, it's uh, it doesn't look very funny, but it's actually hilarious, and it is uh, a neurological description of the love game between the player and his mark. And even though the book is titled about players. It really does encompass a huge dynamic of human sexuality and uh, relationship science. And so you get to learn sort of what your brain is doing, um, male and females, uh, respectively, what our brains are doing when we're falling in love, experiencing sex, lust, love, I'm sorry, uh, heartbreak and um, addiction even. So it's called The Complete Player. You can get it on Amazon, the paperback, or the ebook. Uh, and Samson, you have something very special that you released this year. I do. Yeah, it's a comedy special in the first comedy club in the metaverse. That's right. I like the way you said it released. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. Yes, I uh, released my stand-up special. Uh, called Proof I Was Here, which is very exciting. And yeah. you can go to uh, slicecomedy.com and download it there, it there is. on my website. And yes, it's going to be uh, it's going to be getting released, I think, this summer at some point. So. Oh, so oh, so I didn't. So released. No, with... it is. I actually I'm not supposed to. I have to scratch that. I'm not supposed to talk about it. Oh, but it, it will, but it's on my website right so, now. So, okay, very good. But I will be getting a a release. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> no I'm going to be getting intended. a release right after this show. We'll <laughs> <laughs> start you rumors. Yeah. There's enough of those out there already. The audience loves that when I do a fake. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know it always it's, works, right? It's amazing. Yeah, it's one of those things that just, you know. You've been uh, performing at the... With Donnell Rawlings, yeah, a lot. I've been featuring with Donnell, and um, I'm producing his podcast now as well. Yeah, um, and that's been very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, Donnell, shout out to Donnell. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm excited. I think there's a lot of things on the horizon. I'm gonna plan to shoot some stand up specials here this year. So you know, we're all trying to make some moves. Just yeah, man. Get some traction and quit talking about this money depression. Let's fix it you all. You know what I mean? Like, let's fix the hole. 
No pun intended. No pun intended. Jesus. Great show, Sam. Hey, listen, I love you all. Thanks for joining. This has been another case of the King Abrams show. (laughs) 